Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on September 15th, 2022, from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. It's still honeymoon week here on The Lead, but we're committed to bringing you content that matters. Included in this episode is an extended conversation from my interview with Sarah Goldsby, director of the South Carolina Department of Alcohol and Other Drug Abuse Services, known as DeOtis. We spoke on September 14th on This Week in South Carolina, and stick around after our interview for our big wind-down section in this episode as well. Got a little treat for you down there. Sarah started off our interview by talking about the current opioid crisis facing the state and the spike in overdose deaths, as well as the more than $360 million coming to the state over the coming years to combat the problem. Take a listen. So we're still leaning on the 2020 drug overdose death data, um, eagerly awaiting, you know, anticipating uh, the 2021 overdose death data as it gets finalized by DHEC and the CDC. Um, you know, we what we saw in 2020 was just a dramatic increase nationwide, really, and and that includes our state. Uh, what we saw was about a 51, 52 percent increase in drug overdoses for the state between 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we had anticipated some of that, you know, because we knew that you know the isolation and the conditions of the pandemic would lead to more drug use. But I think what we recognize now is that simultaneously the black market for drugs, the illicit drug market in the United States and in our state too, shifted dramatically in that year from 2019 to 2020 in ways that we couldn't have anticipated. With the introduction of fentanyl, uh, very potent uh, fentanyl in in the opioid products that were coming into the United States, but also in non-opioid products, including, you know, stimulants, the cocaine and the methamphetamine that we see now, almost all of it is laced with with fentanyl, uh, the drug that's causing most of the overdoses. And yeah, I think it's uh, some 4,000 South Carolinians have died over the past three years. Is that about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, I think we're uh, looking around 1,500 to 16, 1,700 a year, just, you know, folks in our neighborhoods, people we know, and the demographics even shifting slightly as we monitor this week to week with our partners on the opioid emergency response team. We're noticing shifts in the African-American communities in South Carolina now, you know, climbing with overdose incidents. Uh, where other states had seen this before. So we're monitoring that closely and trying to get the word out to particular demographics and populations because what we think and expect is that certain drug markets, like I said, are being you know infiltrated by this deadly fentanyl. And Sarah, your agency has a pretty broad mandate when it comes to dealing with a lot of these uh, issues that folks deal with, unfortunately. Can you tell us, you know, we, we hear about opioids and those unfortunately get a lot of the headlines and because it is just such a, a massive issue, but what about other substance abuse issues that your agency is dealing with and combating? Yeah, well, Gavin, I know we've talked since, you know, the, the start of the pandemic, but I think even before isolation measures went in place, we were worried that when they did, folks would turn to alcohol and drugs to cope with, you know, the things that we were experiencing at the time. And some national surveys that occurred in, you know, the spring of 2020 showed us that people were experiencing worry and sadness and fear and loneliness. Those things are all experiences that cause people, that trigger people to cope with substances like alcohol and drugs. So uh, we were very worried about, at the time about alcohol in particular and monitored you know, social media. We saw a lot of social media memes supporting more alcohol use and alcohol use at earlier hours during the pandemic um, as a means to cope with the isolation, stress of working from home and, and homeschooling. 
I, I don't know that we can honestly say we've seen the impact of what may have shifted during the pandemic in terms of folks needing treatment, seeking treatment, but we know that there's been an overall rise in drinking in the citizens in our state. Um, another indicator of this is with an analysis of the South Carolina alcohol liquor tax revenue, mm-hmm. which shows significant increases in tax revenue from alcohol sales in our state over these past couple years. And it's just one more indication that the amount of South Carolinians are drinking has risen significantly. And so just, you know, this warrants our attention. And I think, you know, our messaging has been to take a pause, consider, you know, your own personal relationship with alcohol, you know, and, and, you know, putting things on our website like the alcohol use self-test, you know, 10 questions that anyone can just ask themselves to really see if their drinking poses a risk to dependency and addiction. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely a good self-check right there and red flags that you're seeing in terms of consumption rates and abuse, unfortunately, as a result of the pandemic. So many things we've seen come out of the pandemic. But one of those uh, that we're just talking about opioids, of course, and one of the big settlements we saw was, I guess, what, $26 billion. It was a big settlement with three of the nation's top pharmaceutical wholesalers, as well as Johnson & Johnson. That's a nationwide settlement. South Carolina is getting about $360 million over the next 18 years. Tell us where this money is going to go, this $360 million over the next 18 years, Sarah, and and how we're going to uh, hopefully fix some of these problems. First, Gavin, we really have to thank our community leadership and the leadership of the South Carolina Attorney General, who spearheaded this litigation on behalf of the state. The South Carolina Opioid Settlement Allocation Agreement, which folks can find online at the National Opioid Settlement uh, website, really outlines how that money is going to be spent with the guaranteed political subdivision fund and the proportions of that money that will go directly to the municipalities and the counties around our state who participated in the litigation. And then, you know, in the spring, the General Assembly created the South Carolina Opioid Recovery Fund Board. Uh, with nine appointed members, um, and this was possible with the South Carolina Opioid Recovery Act, those nine members will really administer and disperse the South Carolina Opioid Recovery Fund in accordance with the terms of that settlement agreement to make other funds widely available for discretionary uh, grant applications. Mm -hmm. And really just to get that money out to these localities, these smaller places, to really just try and uh, get some best practices there to help fight this crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the settlement really outlines um, what the agreement refers to as approved uses and core strategies. And so the money can really only be used for those evidence-based practices or what clinical expertise and systematic research have evidenced to, you know, support outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important and and really a highlight of this broad sweeping national litigation because we've seen with settlements in the past, funds coming back to the state that have wide opportunity for multiple uses that don't necessarily go to remediation or abatement of the problem. Um, And so we were excited in June, we partnered with the South Carolina Institute of Medicine and Public Health and pulled together some subject matter experts from the universities in our state, Clemson, DHEC, University of South Carolina, MUSC, um, to really contribute more content to the list of those core strategies and approved uses in hopes that the decision makers at the local level will find this as a resource, really outlining the strategies, but with richer context and and a connection to the national guidance that we have. The message being, you know, with all of this, we know what works. Uh There's no need to invent anything new to address the opioid crisis. 
it's really just about scaling the best practices and spreading the best practices. And Sarah, how does this money, how can you make that, how does that supplement what's already been put in the state budget? Are you guys getting more money from state lawmakers even as we see these opioid deaths skyrocket? So the majority, I think, of the relief so far to the state to address the opioid crisis has come from Congress and federal appropriations, as Congress has made, you know, really states a priority and a leader in um, in addressing the crisis. So we've had uh, several um, packages appropriated and, and authorized by Congress that's co- that have come to the state by way of the state targeted response grant and the state opioid response grant. Um, and so we're in the third wave of those, um, and those have, you know, averaged, you know, between 16 and 23 million dollars a year in in two year, you know, grants. Um, the importance of that can't be understated because it's really built the infrastructure for the programs and services that we currently have to address um, prevention, intervention, treatment, and recovery. The Department of Health and Environmental Control has also been awarded funds by the CDC to address certain aspects of the crisis. And when we tie all these things together, we've really done a lot of groundwork in the state to to address the crisis. The money that will come from the settlement funds can build on that. Mm -hmm. And I think if we align all of these strategies and fill the gaps geographically in our state where we know we need that scalability and the spread of best practices, this money will go a long way to, to shore up services uh, and do prevention work for a number of years. Uh, but really quick, Sarah, I know there's a lot more to talk about, but we got to wrap up. Uh, just tell me how folks can get resources uh, if they are going through crisis, if they're in recovery, how people can get educated to know some of the warning signs or just to deal with opioids in, in general in the state. Yeah, the best website for opioids information is still the JustPlainKillers.com website. We have new information on there now about the risks and dangers of fentanyl. Um, And also all of the places in the state where uh, naloxone, the opioid overdose antidote, is available, where treatment and recovery services are available. Uh, For anyone looking for, you know, recovery or treatment support or information on any other substance use, uh, we've got a couple sites. Of course, the EmbraceRecoverySC.com website talks about the nearly half a million South Carolinians in recovery more and more every day and where mutual support and treatment is can be found around the state. And then the deodas.sc.gov website, of course, the alcohol use self-test that we talked about there and all the resources that we have. Well, thank you so much. That's Sarah Goldsby. She's the director at Deodas. Thanks, Sarah. You can find that interview and more on youtube.com slash South Carolina ETV. Welcome to our wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about left in the pandemic and we want to hear your stories as well. In fact, we're going to hear multiple stories in this wind down, folks. Oh, yeah. This is a voicemail of Palooza, right? They may have noticed that there's plenty of time still left on that podcast app there on mm-hmm. their phones. This is or early. Android phones. This is early. This we is got a early. lot to talk about. So without further ado, AT, ask. Let's kick it off. With okay. A, with this quad dip. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're doing a quad dip. Okay. The Never reason, heard the, of the quad re- dip. Oh, This is truly unheard of There's no of chip stuff. left. I'm I just think, dipping fingers now. I think you get this sort of stuff around Christmas <laughs> and maybe one other time of year, okay? So this is a treat. So the reason we're doing this, I and I, it's not that I don't care. And I'm just trying to slam these voicemails in here. It's that they are pertinent to things we're talking about. Mm. So I don't want to go on vacation and forget about Leave these. the stove on. Exactly. You know? 
now. Exactly. Leave, leave the hairdryer going We're the whole time. We're not trying to burn down this house. With that in <laughs> mind, okay? Gavin, are you oh ready? Oh my God. Hold on. My hairdryer's still on from this morning. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, cut, cut. cut. Well, I'll do it later. But yeah, um... Okay, Go here's ahead. here's our first dip of the quad dip. <laughs> of the quad chip. More of a cracker, probably. One. Hello, my name's Robert Kelly. I'm a sustaining member of South Carolina ETV and have left you something in the legacy of my will. Um, I have a comment I'd like to make about politics. I understand people support different candidates. People believe some policies and goals are better than others, and they support the candidate who agrees with them. What I do not understand is the vitriol against people who are working to deliver on their beliefs and promises, not to further their personal agenda. For example, I do not understand the let's go Brandon crowd who chances if Biden was an atrocious president, not simply a president who was elected on a platform of goals that may be different from what the MAGA crowd wants. Job creation, jobs have been up for every month of Biden's presidency. International alliances, we have stable international presence and respect. The Afghanistan war, this foolish war, is over. American soldiers came home. Inflation, this is driven by international oil prices and international trade. USA has lower inflation than the rest of the world, and in fact, the dollar is valued higher than the euro for the first time ever, and at the best rate ever with respect to the English pound. Why the hatred? Thank you again. Robert Kelly, a sustaining star. Thank you for your support. Now oh. a podcast star. I will, I'm will. i going to go ahead and say that if you're an ETV endowment member, you will get priority status during the wind down. <laughs> you, get the, you get in a separate line that you get to cut everybody else. <laughs> yeah, up. it's like Disney World here. <laughs> There's actually a secret vo- phone number. No, but... I'm not going to check any lists, but I'm just going to assume. I mean, of course, we love our sustaining stars. We love all of our supporters here at ETV. Um, but yeah, Robert... That's just the politics of outrage and rhetoric these days, right? The race to the bottom. There is no bottom. We're, we keep thinking we're going to reach a bottom, and next thing happens. I and know. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, when they go low, we go high? No. Now it's it truly is that race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, Robert. I'm glad you called us, and I hope that means that you don't think we do those things. No, I think he's. We're, we're a refuge. That's what I try to be. And uh, I would also recommend a book that I that I have that I have not read yet because I have a lot of those situations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a lot of books mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I haven't Dune, read. Dune, namely Dune. <laughs> but it's called The Politics of Rage by Dan Carter. Mm. And I think that we can, um, you know, that's it's from the 90s, but it's still... The that, 90s, that's our, that's 90s where are things are rooted. Right yeah, I mean, that, a lot of hot. that's rooted in the 90s. Very much so, though, truly. The, the early Tucked, 90s uh, yeah. is, is where this all sort of began. So... But yeah, that's that's just the the day and age, and we're trying to combat it our way by just giving you the news, folks. Being dumb on a podcast. <laughs> so anyway, Gavin, thank you, Robert. Thank you so yeah. much. Love that first time caller energy right there too. Mm-hmm. He came with with uh, with it all planned out. Yes, nailed it. Truly. Yeah. Anyway, Gavin, are you ready for this second dip? Do we have a crunch sound effect? <laughs> I'll find one. <laughs> like the lollipop, the... Uh, oh, the owl? <laughs> one, two, three. 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 Crunch, crunch. Three. <laughs> we just play that clip over and over again. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, let's take a... To who? To who? Okay, Gavin, so are you ready? Yeah, right here. I just said to who? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I can grab that. Sure. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. God, Lee. <laughs> Talk about rage, Robert. Here we go. Hey, this is Michelle from Greenville, South Carolina. I was lying in bed listening to the South Carolina lead 
And I started laughing when you guys were talking about the people putting out the fall pumpkin stuff. I actually do have a tin orange pumpkin hanging on my front door, and it's been there since August because I'm ready for freaking cooler weather. It's been extremely hot in Greenville, and I know it's been worse in Columbia. I'm also wanting to call because I'm in orange hell in Greenville. There's very rarely another Gamecock fan here, and certainly none on the news up here. They cover the Clemson football games, and anytime there's anything to do with Clemson, and might get a little blip about South Carolina Gamecocks. Anyway, I miss living, not living in Columbia because it's so hot as bleak there, but uh like to hear the news, and thanks for the update on the women's health care going on in our House of Representatives. Extremely not happy with what's going on there, but keeping us updated. A lot of people don't know what's being done, and they need to know that, and we appreciate your news. Anyway, yes, Gavin, but I got my tin pumpkin hanging on the front door from TJ Maxx, not Holly Hobby. Thank you. You guys have a good day. Hey there, Michelle from hashtag yeah, that Greenville Spook sister right there talking about that pumpkin. She's ready. She yeah, she's ready. I mean, I get you. Uh, you know, I love the cooler weather too. I've been getting in the mornings. It's nice in the mornings. But then the thing that gets me about fall, which I love, is that right after Halloween, it's like holiday season. Really, it starts getting really cold or darker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just I don't like looking. I don't like that part. I like the September, October, I like the little bumpers, but that. November, December, January, Ooh. February. Yeah, tough stuff. Dark in the mornings, going to the gym because I work out. <laughs> the crack. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just cold. I mean, it was a little chilly this week. I had a sweatshirt on. I was like, stop. It's not sweatshirt weather. Oh, it was at 5 and 30 in the morning, my friend. <laughs> Another brag, <laughs> but uh, gotta get it in early. I I truly am uh, the only, my favorite part about fall besides football is you can't spell football without fall. Exactly right. No one ever talks about that. No either. one has ever brought that up. I think we just thought that <laughs> this is a verbal trademark, <laughs> FYI. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but I I truly love weather where I can wear long pants and a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and shorts. Yeah, you know, like that that is primo weather. This is the fashion, the function, the talk that people want to hear. Thank you, yes. Sweatshirt and shorts. What's better? Long sleeve and pants? And pants. Short sleeve and pants. Short sleeve and pants? Just am so I saying this right? You have, am I getting, am this, I getting right? this right? Am I okay. reading this correctly? <laughs> okay, uh, short, but not short sleeve shorts. No. Short, okay. Short sleeve. Okay, I, bad. <laughs> Short sleeve shorts. I I have four sleeves on at any time. <laughs> on my arms and two on my legs. Um, and also the Michelle. Heat that radiates <laughs> off of me cannot be underestimated, folks. It's just a lot of sleeves. It's, it's a lot got, of sleeves. It's a sweat. Uh, I actually I'm not a sweater. Anyway, oh, brag. Uh, that is a brag. Okay. Uh, Michelle, I also have to say TJ Maxx's. They really stress me out. Mm-hmm. You've never been in an organized TJ Maxx. No, you're just, or Marshalls. You're walking down an aisle, and there are pots it, and pans on top of purses on the floor. You know, and, and and then you're like, "Whose kid is this?" And people are like, "There's a child I, I right here." Place. I can't get it. I Mom can't is get too it. busy looking for sixty percent off the deals. <laughs> are you seeing the deals? I think I've talked about this my childhood trauma before. Uh, Let's bring it at, up again. Let's bring it up again. <laughs> shopping at. Ross, with my Ross. father, the owner, original owner of this podcast. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I like shopping. It's fine, whatever. I don't need that many things. Who needs stuff anymore, right? Like, mm, how much mm, stuff mm. do you need, You're people? a real minimal- minimalist. Oh, so minimalist. Yeah. 
Uh, but Jay Jackson does do some shopping now because that's just what you do when you're retired. And he loves going to Marshalls. But when I was a kid, we'd go to Ross, and I'm like, get those shoes. Let's go. Why are we still here? You know, like it would just get me. That man can't I, pass up a deal for his life. I see where uh, the evolution of your attitude towards food as just being food. Shoes are just shoes. Shoes. I'm I'm learning right here, Gavin. That man buys more shoes than any, than any man you know. Every time I see you in new shoes, I'm like, oh, you got new shoes. And you go, I just took these from my dad. <laughs> or he gives them to me. That's the best part is that we're the same size. Yeah. That's, that's a real win. Yeah. Was engineered that way. Gavin, let's keep this party going, okay? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three. Okay. Here is another call. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So you're ready. Fall. Okay. Here we go if you're ready. Fall weather. Three. Hey, Gavin and AT. This is uh, Victoria from Northeast Columbia. Just leaving a message uh, regarding your podcast on Saturday. And the quotes from uh, Sandy Sin that our local newscast didn't have all her comments, just part part of it. But I appreciate you guys uh, giving us all the facts, all the information. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know. And also, uh, happy 50th anniversary for the South Carolina Public Radio. Uh, do appreciate public radio and public television. It's great. And you guys are too. Have a great early fall and, and into the winter. Take care. Bye. Victoria, so great to hear from you again. We missed you so yes. much. Thank you. And thanks for bringing up the benefits and magic of the podcast. Yes. We got the time to give you the full clips, so that's what I do. I said get more. That's so what I do. Even some podcasts, too, still don't give you these long clips. And I know it's I know sometimes we might lose people, or that's always the fear that you might lose someone mm-hmm. with like such a long clip. But I think for some of these... I'm finding them interesting. I assume some of our listeners, if you're interested in news, we're or, giving you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, here. like you yeah. know, I want you to be we're, smarter, and you know, even newspaper articles, you only have so many inches too. And mm-hmm. even online, people don't want to go too far into it. Magic but I think of listening, pods. you're driving, you're listening. I mean, that that that's the magic of it. All. And and what Victoria said there is, I heard that from a lot of people who mm-hmm. listened to that episode too. They were all like, I, I didn't hear all those things and mm-hmm. I they all would have liked to so yeah. Victoria thank you for calling I know that Gavin does not appreciate though that you're already hitting winter in okay this. people can talk about the seasons they like <laughs> and I'll talk about the seasons I like we're all different people here he wins though however <laughs> everyone's allowed to have an opinion even if it's Different. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to dissuade anyone from calling in and expressing their love for summer or spring. Oh, I'm just realizing now. The only two seasons. That I forgot to, hit to talk about, <laughs> to hit record, oh God. to talk about the Gamecocks for Michelle. You can still talk about them. I'm just, I'm hitting it here. So I'm sorry I forgot about that. Yes, Clemson. Forget about them. Old hat. Got no quarterback this year. Boom. Okay. Look at this fire. We got, we got the Ratlush. And I think he he might be a little bit too good for our team right now. Oof. So I feel Spitting bad. Yeah, our O line is very bad, and we can't tackle. So I'm sorry that the only time you get to hear about the Gamecocks is that they stink. Um. Yeah. Uh, stay strong, Michelle. You're a Gamecock up there in Tiger Country. <laughs> Real tough. Anyway, Gavin, 
the 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 the, oh, the piece de resistance. I don't think I can eat anymore. One more dip. <laughs> a third course. A fourth course. Not, a fourth course. Okay. Not room on this chip to dip any more dip. This is a new listener, a new caller Oy. calling in, really addressing the real issues. I think so, I have room for this one more dip. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. How would the owl say four? <laughs> A four. A four. <laughs> anyway, Gavin, here we go, okay? I hope people know what we're talking about. Number four. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Anthony from Charleston. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for about two months, and I uh, think it's great, very informative, and uh, you guys are hilarious. Uh, I love the wind-down section at the end. So I was calling about the hot dog and condiment conversations that have been going on over the past couple weeks um, to add my take. So for anyone who was at Clemson around – 2004 to 2007, uh, we'll remember that there was a awesome hot dog stand downtown called Dank Dogs. Uh, it was started by two of my stoner fraternity brothers while we were there, and it was definitely the best place to get a hot dog downtown. When the bars were closing, there was always a line around the uh, around the building for it. So uh, the best thing was a, a fully loaded hot dog with chili, cheese, Fritos and a little bit of mustard. So uh, load up the dogs and uh, go Tigers. Anthony from Charleston, thanks for calling and for listening to the pod. Two months, welcome, welcome. Mm. Um, yes, you definitely need that late night food spot. We all can relate to that. But I feel like what he was describing, while it did sound incredible, the fully loaded chili cheese Fritos. I love that. The Frito the is the Frito. But what I'm saying here is, it sounds awesome. But in that state of mind, for me. <laughs> I get spots on myself in the best, you know, when I'm just having a good day. Mm-hmm. I would wake up the next day and you'd be like, oh, oh no, what is all this? Yeah, I'm <laughs> a big. What is this hot dog mess on me? If I have a white shirt on, I am spilling on that shirt. I've never seen you wear a white shirt. I have very few white shirts. I'm a big black shirt, I don't heavy have any metal black guy. Yeah, that's psychotic. Do you see this, folks? Do you see the yin and the yang? <laughs> One time we had a photo shoot for the podcast and I wore a blue collared shirt and <laughs> yeah. Gavin, the face he gave me and said, I'm the blue shirt guy. What are you doing? <laughs> Take it off. You have to, one of us has to change. Anyway, Anthony, I consider myself quite a chili dog connoisseur. His if, eyes are closed right now. If ever <laughs> you're in the Columbia area and you want to get a good dog, you let me know. I know where it is. Me and the Russ McKinney, we really go out and we find these places. So You're not going to tell him? It's you a get, secret. You gotta, you gotta come with there's me. There's a handshake. There, I, I, I a do. Phone number. I, I would also like to point out. Can't there, go on Tuesday. There was no ketchup on that hot dog that he that's mentioned. That's fine. If that's what it is, you were talking about no ketchup writ large. Yeah, I do. I still feel He's, that way. If that, if that's for a specific dog, that's fine. But I'm not gonna go insane. But Anthony, I need you scouting good chili dog places in Charleston mm-hmm. right now. Charleston has gotten a little highfalutin with their food choices. Oh, and so. The, the everyman chili dog, mm-hmm. I feel, is getting lost in, in the fervor of the, the Charleston food scene. I want a shrimp and grits hot dog. Ooh, no, dude. <laughs> little surf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> I, the last thing I ever thought I wanted on a hot dog is, a, is seafood. Now, just throwing it out there now. Ugh, you know, someone's got to be doing it in Charleston. If they're not, I'm hey, not you're welcome. I'm not. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, I would put... No mustard. I would put no. What would you top with that? You would Cocktail have to put. You would no. have to put uh, tasso ham gravy on there. Cheese. Um, I do not like Franken foods like that. 
like two food. Oh, you we like this? You like this? Yeah, well, hot- how about we put this the on The donut it? burger. Yeah, I hate a donut burger. Remember when I had it at the fair? That was the worst thing I've ever had. Yeah, I hate I can like make a better one myself. I hate a hamburger with mac and cheese on the oh, top of it. Oh come on, that's that's your anti-cheese, no, your lactose no, 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 intolerance no, no, no. coming if out. If you had if you had macaroni, if you had mac and cheese on the side yeah. of a burger, I've got no issues. I, it's slamming it on top. Of I it. told you when I went to. Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> a little place called Ed Cheesecake Factory. Uh, the menu is 27 pages. When I went with my mom, because we were shopping during Christmas, that's a fun thing about Christmas. We were shopping at the mall, and uh, the best, pay, the best part about mom, the best the part mall. about winter is going to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> so we always go to Cheesecake Factory. But I said, you know, they have the calories on there, so you're really aware of like how yeah, bad yeah, all this yeah. is. There's a stick of butter and everything. And so I said, give me the craziest thing. Give me that burger with all that mac and cheese on there. And Just my God, that is just not good for anybody. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> but I, 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 I would do a more refined version of that. My favorite part about Cheesecake Factory, and you can look this up online, okay, is that the lighting fixtures on the side, oh yeah, they look like the Eye of Sauron, okay, at the Tower of Bar, at the top of the Tower of Baradur, okay. Cheesecake Factory defined an entire generation of kitchen decor and styling. Google it, Cheesecake and Factory, they have not Eye of Sauron. If you want to feel like you've ever been to the nineties. Go to Cheesecake It's got a little bit of every kind. It's got Art Deco. It's got mid-century modern. It's got... 90s modern. Rococo. It's got it all, okay? (laughs) Neoclassical. Anyway, everyone listening... Wow, what a big wind down. I appreciate what you all allowed me to do. Go on a... Uh, a, a trip without bringing my podcasting stuff because if I had brought it, my wife would have killed me. Yeah, you would have been divorced. Yep, and I, I never would have been honeymoon on... divorced. Yep. So uh, thank you so much, Gavin. Say goodbye to them. The next pod you hear will be regular. I promise. We'll be we'll be there for your next pod, guaranteed. Or your money back. Or your money back, which only applies to Robert Kelly since he's the only sustaining star. That's called. No, just kidding there, folks. But yes, thanks for listening to the pod and show us your appreciation by leaving us a review or a voicemail like Robert, Michelle, Victoria, and Anthony did, calling 803-563-7169. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. It's not, think, it's not summertime, baby. You think I take vacations? Uh-uh. Swisk owns my body.